This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by one of the stars of Below Deck this season. He is the Chief Stew aboard Motor Yacht St. David. Please welcome Fraser Olander. Hi, Fraser. Hello, hello, hello. How are we? Uh, doing well, very into the season of Below Deck. I was saying before we came on the air, I was running a little behind on this season, and then I finally caught up last week, and oh boy, it has been a journey. I mean, it's going to be a great binge watcher. I've got lots of my friend, friends and family now who are waiting for it all to come out just to give it one good go, because it's um, it's crazy. Like It was a very, very insane, uh, overwhelming season. How would you compare? Obviously, you're the chief stew this season, so your role is a little different, and we can talk about that. But just in terms of the overall vibe of the season, how different is this year versus last year? I mean, it's a whole different world. I think um, I definitely was having a lot more fun last season because I was able to be a little bit more relaxed. I put a lot of pressure on myself this season round uh, in my new job and my priorities, and I wasn't experience enough in my mind to really take on the mammoth of season 10 but I had to do it one way or another and so um I just really had to focus on the work as much as I possibly could which means for me you know drinking less or or having a bit less fun but um, I, I made the right decision to focus for sure yeah so going back to last season can you walk me through a little bit how Below Deck came into your life for the first time and was it an easy decision to do the show to begin with? Uh, yeah, so I was uh, contacted um, f- from some... Uh, I, was a, I was a yachty first and foremost, and I was working on a wonderful vessel in um, the Mediterranean. And I was contacted uh, by the team, and they asked if I'd be interested. Um, and I didn't give it much thought. You know, I thought, I thought these opportunities don't come around very often. And um, I didn't see my life in yachting. For, well, I didn't see my. I didn't see the rest of my life in yachting. So I thought there had to be, you know, something that broke up um, what I was doing. So I thought, why not? And I and I I don't I don't I don't have any regrets whatsoever. I've loved it. Did you realize? I know you're not from the U.S. originally. I don't know how much Bravo knowledge you have. Did you know kind of how big of a deal Below Deck is and how much people care? absolutely not still to this day i'm like what is going on and i before i started yachting i had heard about this show and i was like right i'm gonna i'm gonna just watch as much as i can to just to get some of the terminology and just you know just to see what it's like um so i had watched the show beforehand but only because you know i knew nothing of what i was getting myself into and i loved it so i was already sort of channeling my inner kate and hannah um, from the from the get go, um, but no, I had no idea it was of this massive 
and mammoth scale, uh, but it's great. It's great being, I'm in the US right now. My dad's actually American, um, but we, we, I, don't, I haven't spent too much time here. So when we don't have readily access Bravo at home, so mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize it was going to be this big, but I'm, I think it's such a fun journey to be a part of. All of a sudden you're at BravoCon in New York and you're like, what is happening around me? What is going on? How do these people know who I am? <laughs> it's so weird, but I love it. What has it been like kind of getting to know some people from other below deck shows and other seasons and stuff? Is there anyone you wish you could work with? I mean, absolutely. I've uh, been very fortunate to hang out with quite a few of them and I don't have a bad word to say about anyone. I think they've all been wonderful. Um, I, of course, would love to work with some of my closer friends now, um, Daisy and Courtney and, of course, Kate and Hannah, if they were ever to get back into it, Josiah as well. Um I mean, I could go on for hours, but yeah, I don't think these worlds are going to collide, sadly. So we'll, we'll maintain our friendships outside the uh, the show. Yeah, once you're in the chief stew tier, it's it's pretty hard to to get on the same boat with them. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. So speaking of that, what was the process like getting asked back for a second season and then f- getting to be the chief stew this season? Because you said you didn't really feel like you had necessarily the level of experience. No, well... I say this, basically, um, when I first went to do season nine, we discussed uh, being a chief and I said, no, thank you, but no, I don't want to go on TV and make a fool out of myself not knowing what I'm doing. So I finished um, season nine and I went back to the med and I was promoted to chief stew. So I did have three or four months of a season to get to know you know, the reins of the job. But I was working on a boat that I'd worked on for two and a half years. I knew all the crew. I knew the boat inside and out. So really, I was just copying what my previous chief stew did. And she was phenomenal. So it wasn't it wasn't too difficult to do that. Now, joining this vessel, St. David, which is one of the biggest boats I've ever worked on, with a team I didn't know, um, not least a boat that I didn't know. I didn't know where, we didn't know where the cutlery or the glasses or the plates were morning of charter i mean it's just insane it's a huge i'm very proud to to have done it but my lord it's not a walk in the park it's always wild to me on these seasons how you all show up and then you're picking up charter the next day and you're like i don't know where anything is i don't know (laughs) i don't know how to do how the laundry works i don't know where the (laughs) appliances are like i just i would need a week and a half just (laughs) it's it's not fun i think out of I hate to say this, but the hardest part about doing this franchise is 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 doing it. It's filming it, and it's awful. And at the time, you're like, "No, this needs to stop now. Please get me away." But um, I think once you've done it and you've completed it, hopefully with a smile on your face, you think, "What an utter achievement!" And I don't know many people who could, you know, put up with some of the things that we all get to see. But um, I, I I'm very proud of our, of our work. Yeah, I've I've talked to other people who have been on below deck shows and it does seem like one of the toughest parts of it is balancing the idea that you're doing your regular everyday job, you have guests on board, it's your number one job to keep them happy, but then at the same time, you have another job of being on this TV show and that you have to balance the two and I mean especially coming on as chief, that seems like an extra thing. I think the biggest part, the biggest mistake anyone can make doing this show is thinking that it's a show. I think that we are very blessed to have one of the only, uh, I guess, Bravo shows, but one of the only reality shows where we actually put in 100% of our work and our sort of skill into something that's filmed. We're not rocking up to have 
um, you know, planned conversations here and there. It's not how it is. And so what I always did, um, and I don't know how I did it, but well, it's actually quite easy to forget. Once you're in the job and you've got so much going on, you forget that anyone's there. You truly do. Now, you're going to be slightly, you know, when you're getting ready and you're in the nude and someone comes in with a camera, you're going to realise that that's probably not the best time to get in change. But aside from that, you forget that they're there because you've got a job. And if you don't do the job well, then that's millions of people looking at you doing a bad job. And that's your career on the line. So this is very important to me that I make sure that I do the best work I possibly can inside of this show and out. Mm-hmm. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week, grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You said you had watched some Below Deck before you were on the show. I'm sure you were at least aware of who Captain Sandy was. Yes, what was kind of your preconceived notion of her? And then what was it like having to adjust to a new captain in the middle of the season? Um, well, going with the latter, it was a really difficult time to be dealing with um, the issues we had on uh, with, the, with the girls, as well as change, having this huge shift in management from, um, from you know, from losing Captain Lee and, and taking on Captain Sandy, not only are they very different in how they run a boat, but I've also worked with one for, for a good amount of time who trusts me and who can let me do my thing and one who doesn't know a thing about me and who kind of wants to oversee everything I do. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really know how to best gauge that. I did the best I could, but it was, um, it was a lot. And, you know, dealing with the girls there's so much going on it was definitely a, it was a shift and it was a shift that hit mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. like sandy i everyone seems to agree that she's she's a great captain she's great at her job but she does like to know everything that's going on on the boat and if she wants to get involved in a situation she's going to and as chief obviously we've seen a little bit of that friction where it's it's tough to kind of manage but then also handle that dynamic I totally agree with you. I think in this circumstance, uh, we needed someone to make a decision, a decision that I couldn't make. And in these circumstances, we needed Camille to be made exterior or interior. 
we got her brilliant but at least that put me in a position of finally being able to make an executive decision i couldn't do that beforehand everyone online's being like phrase why didn't you sort this out weeks ago because that wasn't i wasn't able to that wasn't my job role that wasn't um anything i had a say over until she gave me the permission to be fully in charge of her and um and ultimately get rid of her yeah, the, the deck stew thing, it's nice in theory, but it's tough on the boat when, you know, somebody has to be managing you. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing on very small boats where everyone does everything. That's a deck stew. On a super yacht, there's never been space for it or place for it, or it's never, I've never seen him, you know, outside of this and, and for good reason. Do you, so obviously when you're on the show like this, a big difference between your your other charter work that you've done is that then you get to watch it back on TV or maybe you have to watch it back on TV. <laughs> what has it been like this season watching things unfold with Camille and Alyssa? Cause I'm sure you have a lot of feelings watching it again. I mean, it's shocking and it's really, it's, 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 it's kind of hard to watch because people forget that I only see what you guys see with you guys when you see it. And if I'm not there in the moment, I have no idea. And you can hear whispers of other people saying this and the other, but if I don't witness something myself, I'm not going to take it to heart. And I think Camille acted like an angel when she was around me and she was working because she knew I'd pull her up if she wasn't. Um, but I couldn't be around, I wasn't a babysitter. I had to trust my crew to do the jobs that I'd allocated them to do. Um, and there was no time for me to be following her around. So sure, they, the, the exchange between those two was, was, was bad a lot of the time, but I wasn't around to see it. And I always would have obviously nipped it in the bud. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it seems like it pretty quickly it got to the point where Camille didn't like Alyssa. Alyssa didn't like Camille. There was not going to be any kind of respect no. between them. And I think people need to realise that in a job where so much is asked of you, in a job where, um, you know, your hours fly by like seconds, there's so much that needs to be done. I personally didn't see it of interest to any of us to encourage this little catfight for no reason, for just, you know, disliking each other. We had a job to do and the job needed to be done. And so wasting time giving them a microphone to talk about how they both were feeling towards each other when it just wasn't it was just a case of them not liking each other wasn't a priority this whole season i felt for Haley because i feel like she's just in the background getting her work done she just wants to have a good time <laughs> yeah she, she was brilliant i mean Haley is a phenomenal human being and she kept us smiling and laughing the whole way through and i don't know where our season would be without her honestly mm-hmm. Do you feel like now that we've seen that uh, Camille is not going to be making it to the end of the season, um, do you feel, do you have any regrets in the way that things were handled or do you feel pretty good about how everything happened? I did what I had to do when I was able to do it. I was not her boss until this last episode, so I couldn't do anything. I couldn't make any executive decisions until now. So I, this is the only thing I could do. Um, we were experiencing issues before Captain Leave and left, but it wasn't enough to fire. And again, she was shared between deck and, and, and interior. And I also think we all need to understand how big this vessel is and how many hands we need. It's very easy for everyone at home to say, get rid of her. But those hands, which may not be always, you know, so helpful, 
are at times we need them. And so, yeah, we needed as much support as we could get. Um, but it got to a point where we, we opted to work harder with her away from us than mm-hmm. her. You, I, you were on Watch What Happens Live earlier this week, and you were asked if you could say three, three things that Camille did well at her job. Uh, you could only come up with one. You said she looked, she looked great. Uh, have you, have you heard from Camille at all uh, this week or since then? I've not spoken to her this week. We do speak. I love her. I really do. I think we have a phenomenal relationship. You, sadly, you guys didn't see some really funny, wonderful moments we had daily. We got along like a house on fire. It was just, she just wasn't the stew for us. Um, I have no bad feelings towards her whatsoever. She was a terrible stew for me. She had a really bad attitude. I say that to her face. I don't, you know, it's very difficult to say otherwise. Um, but no, I, I support her in everything she does. And I, I want her to learn from this, if anything. Mm-hmm. Coming... Coming off of that episode, you also kind of got reprimanded by Sandy a little bit for trying to intervene. Did that catch you off guard? Because I actually had to rewind the episode a little bit because I was like, wait, what did what did he even say? Yeah, what <laughs> did he say, Dylan? <laughs> um, we were mid, um, I think it was mid-meal. There's a lot yeah. going on. I, it was like a six-hour dinner, but I think you were in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, Maybe we can wait till the the end of the charter when we haven't got guests, especially these guests. So I, basically, my advice was, can we please just get back to work or have your like she can finish her food, she get back to work, and we can like not now. And I don't, I don't, I'm I'm, I'm I don't regret saying that. And I wasn't telling Captain what to do. Don't get me wrong. I was just saying maybe we can do this afterwards. And I don't think that's a problem. And yes, I was taken off guard and I was really scared. Um, Let me imagine also, you know, you're in close quarters with everyone when you have guests on board, especially when there's drama happening, it kind of sucks everyone in and it makes it hard for everyone to do their jobs effectively. So I feel like, you know, Rachel's in the kitchen trying to get some food on a plate. You've got the crew doing whatever they need to do. It's like, let's just put a pin in it until later. Quite. And I think that's, that's always the rule. Um, the rule is to, you know, prioritise on your on the on guest experience. And obviously, what they were doing, um, fighting in front of. Well, everyone says they're fighting in front of the guests. They weren't. The guests were actually nowhere to be seen. But um, it's just not. It's, it's just not professional. Um, but it wasn't the time to deal with it then. So it is what it is, and we'll see how it sort of pans out. Mm-hmm. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying 
trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm curious to get your opinion on uh, the other side of the crew we haven't talked much about, but... Uh, on your nights out, we've seen Ross being uh, a little bit sloppy, I would say. You know, he's having having trouble kind of focusing his attention in one place. What is it? What has your thought been watching that on the episodes this season? Well, it's interesting because I was so concerned with um, the amount of work we had to do and the shift of management and you know the problems in interior. I really didn't focus on it. I and, and watching it back. I'm like, what? Like this, how, when did this happen? Like people had too much time on their hands, clearly, to be doing all this stuff. And I was constantly, I guess, just not, you know, to me, that wasn't important at the time. But I had no idea that Ben and Camille had a night together. I had no idea about all these things. So watching it back now is a bit crazy. But um, but yeah, this happened, uh, you know, nearly a year ago. So a lot's happened <laughs> since. I've moved on. <laughs> I know it, it must be strange to kind of go back and be like, oh, wow, I have to, I have to think about this again. Yeah, and you try to, and you're like, well, I don't know how I actually felt, but you know, you've got to, you've got to be responsible for what we, you know, for, for for all of our actions and behavior, at least on the show. And then you come around to reunion time, and it's like, oh god, now I have to actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go back there. <laughs> it's going to be exciting, though. I, this season is crazy, and it only gets, um, it only kind of gets more intense so it's it's yeah it's gonna be a fantastic Mm -hmm. reunion albeit very uncomfortable yeah i'm curious to get your thoughts a little bit on rachel this season because i think everybody agrees rachel's food is great but it seems like this season her um her time management her plating stuff is starting to kind of bubble up a little bit in some of these charters do you feel like that makes it hard as a chief for your team to effectively manage the guests during the charter for sure i think um you are the voice as a chief um for basically the whole boat so any communication between anything that's happening usually is for you to deliver and when you've got extended very long delayed meal times etc you have to be the one to think of excuses or buy time by doing other things so it does cause a hell of a lot of stress on us to you know spontaneously have a moment where we decide to do experimental cocktails for everyone because we know that the food's you know taking its time i think rachel had a big um there was a lot of asked rachel this season with how large the vessel was and how dispersed her fridges were from where she needed to be and all the rest so that that may have been an issue but yeah we um we definitely were faced with a, a few too many delayed meals. Um, and I, you know, she's amazing. She's amazing at her craft. She wants to push herself and she likes to challenge herself by having huge, extravagant 12 course meals. And I'm all for it, but only if it can be done um, within a specific time. And um, there wasn't much of that um, sort of going to plan at the beginning of the season anyway. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious. So you've done two seasons of this show now. Obviously, this season in your role as Chief Stew, do you feel like you could see yourself doing this into the future? I think, I think I learned a lot this season, and uh, I, I I loved it. It it, um, it definitely has shaped me into into a better manager. I I would I would definitely consider it. I um I love being part of the the BD family, and I guess if people like watching me, and um, then I would definitely consider going again. But I think it really does come down to um, you know the fans, and they're so supportive and they're so into it and they're a huge part of the success of this show you know if we haven't got people tuning in and wanting to watch then we haven't got much so as long as i can be on everyone's good side then i'm happy with that <laughs> yeah it's a double-edged sword you go on twitter and people are like you know questioning everything about your I've entire really life good at blocking i'm like okay boop, 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 boop. so just like that's what i do get rid of the haters then you don't have to see it <laughs> you're like only following Fraser fan pages. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't even look at those because then you've got trolls who like to go in on them and be even nastier. So I just stay out of it. What's done is done. We all need to be responsible for what we did. And we are not the narrative um, uh, that we can't control it. So it, it is what it is. You you had mentioned that between the two seasons that you filmed, you had gone back and worked in the med. Is it is it tough to go back to just kind of, I guess, regular work after you're kind of in this heightened experience of being on the show? Um, no, I much, I much prefer it. I, I, I prefer, I guess, because I was sort of brought up in that. That's why I learned all my experience. It's very easy for me to, to fall back into it with, uh, with ease. Um, every boat is different. My only concern now is I'm, it's not as easy getting jobs coming off of the back of this um, franchise because, yeah, I guess people recognize you. Yeah, yeah that's interesting because I guess if you have a lot of, you know, high profile clientele and stuff like that, it's like they want the staff to almost kind of fade into the background versus being like a personality. Well, yes, and I totally understand that. But what also has been exciting, I've, got, I've, I've had some really, really, you know, um, well-known people reach out to say they love me and want me, want me to work for them based on, you know, my personality from the show, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a double-edged uh, sword, I think. Yeah. But like, but like you said, you don't want to be uh, in yachting forever necessarily. No, so yeah, good exactly. to have other opportunities. Again, I'll do it for as long as, um, for as long as the industry and the beast will have me. Yes. Um, well, Fraser, this has been so great. And I'm enjoying the season of Below Deck so much. Can you just tell us, we still have a ways to go. I think we're only like eight episodes into the season. What do we have to look forward to? Just just give us a little well, teaser. I can tell you that um, when I think back over the season, um, the Camille stuff doesn't even register as drama compared to what's happening and what will happen later in this season. Um so it, 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 there's a lot to happen. Things in the interior, you know, don't particularly get ironed out. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a long slog to go, but it's going to. It's very exciting. Lots, lots of very um, interesting, peculiar, and outrageous things are yet to come. It's funny how that works. That when you get rid of the person who seems like the problem, the problem doesn't necessarily go away. <laughs> <laughs> 
No comment, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't I won't push you too far. I know I know you can't say too much. <laughs> but no, you're right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so fun and I hope everybody catches up on this season. Thank you so much for having me, Dylan. It's been amazing. Thanks so much, Fraser. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.